Hi, and welcome to Connect Through Beauty. I'm your host, Ashley Rivera, and I'm so happy that you have chosen to join our community. This has been such an amazing podcast, amazing journey, and it's just shined so much into my heart and into my soul. Every Tuesday, I get to bring you an interview with a beauty professional that's been out there that can help you level up, give you different perspectives. And every Thursday, we bring you a little shorty that gives you tips and tricks on how to continue that drive each day and every day that you walk through the door and every day that you go from one client to the next. That's what it's about. It's about closing that circle from mindset to skill set. You got this. I know that you do, and you've chosen to be here, and that's the most special thing. This industry has, has been made for you. It's made for me. It's made for all of us. We're all here for one reason, and I know that in your heart, you're ready to jump, and you're ready to take it to the next level. So keep staying connected, and have a fantastic day. The good news is, is that you know, stylists that hold their own with the retail end, you'll, when you interview them, they'll tell you once upon a time it was, it was sticky and it was awkward and it was creepy. And I needed, I needed a coach to help me kind of unlearn whatever ideas I had about it that were in the way and kind of tripping me up. And then once I got that behind me and, you know, my coach helped me to kind of gain a, a healthier perspective so that really uh, I w- reimagined it so it wasn't selling or salesy at all. It was really, you know, just one more great experience that was part of the serving experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and it helped me to not, you know, it, it put a better, whether you want to call it, taste in my mouth, taste in my heart. So it, it, it's not the issue. And then there's some other things that, you know, pe- people that have kind of made the transition, I had to kind of not stay in my head. I was, I was thinking, I was overthinking it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to second guess the clients I was serving. Can they or can they not afford it? Is this or is this not too expensive? And mm-hmm. I had to just kind of let that go and just allow the conversation to unfold and that if that was an issue, I'm I'm going to leave that to my client to tell me, but I certainly am not going to try to second guess, second guess it. And there are some stylists that have made that transition and they're going, Oh, it's wonderful that it's in the rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. And now I'm able to not, you know, not only have the conversation with integrity, but whatever retail goals, you know, is set for me, I, for all intents and purposes, I can meet them and it's not nearly the issue that it was. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of hairdressers. They haven't made that transition yet. And they mm-hmm. don't even know that there is a transition. Right. Um, and so we're, I'm hoping that this, this conversation with you will, uh, you know, will, will help clear some of that up. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope so too, because it's, it's all in perspective and it's all in your perspective. I think when I was behind the chair, um, that was, that was the biggest challenge I had. I could upsell, I could talk about, you know, uh, low lights and highlights and and this is what we're going to do today and, and all of these things, but I couldn't get past the, the retail spot. 
And until someone said to me, Ashley, you're selling everything else, right? And, and we can use that word right now because that is what you're doing, but you're, you know, but in, in one way you are in one way you're, you're just educating, you're talking, you're just having a conversation and that's what's getting you to upsell, right? So why are you not doing the same thing in retail? And that was my moment where I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I didn't look at it that way. I guess I am giving them this experience, but I'm not closing the circle. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great way of putting it. It's, um, it. It sounds like you had a light bulb moment when, when somebody pointed out whatever Doesn't it is it? that you, you needed to get pointed out. It got pointed out. You had the light bulb moment and whatever struggles you had engaging clients in a conversation that involved pr products right. that you were using, uh, whether they're cleansing products, conditioning products, sometimes we call them, you know, liquid tools, that it just really, uh, there was a grace in it and an ease that wasn't there before but until you had those 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 essential light bulb moments it it uh, it's uh it can get painful for sure what and what's your advice on like you know i feel like you you definitely are talking about these amazing light bulb moments and it's so true like every one of us has a moment where we just kind of click and then we transition into another direction for the better. Yeah. But what if, you know, what if, you know, someone's sitting there and they're thinking, I never had a moment like that. How am I going to get there? How do I even begin to get there? Well, you know, I, as someone that first of all had been, has been coached through the process as a, I was a student, my coach coached me through it. I had, you know, two or three light bulb moments that kind of cleared the way for mm -hmm. the, we'll call it the product part of the experience. And w one of them was um, I, I needed, uh, when, when my coach, you said, you know, you had a definable moment when you were being coached by somebody. But one of my first definable moments is uh, I, I, I was being coached on scripts. Somebody you know, the, the company has these scripts. Okay, say this, say that, you know, uh, state the benefit and stay away from the features and, and say these things. And I was, I was reading what, you know, the, the script, the verbiage. Yeah. And I said to my, I said to the, my coach, you know, it feels, feels like I'm manipulating people. Mm. It feels like I'm controlling them. And I, I just, that, that's what feels sticky to me. I, you know, that it's, that, that, that those words just aren't me. And if they were, it, it, cause I'd been on the receiving end of those words and I felt like I was being pushed. I was being manipulated. And my coach said something that really gave me a light bulb moment on steroids. And that was that it, that the, Michael, the scripts don't, make the process manipulative that mm. that it's not about the script it's about your intention mm. so if if i show up you know with a client and i use this script and the intention is to sell products to this client 
if that's the intention, and especially if the intention is selling products to a client that I think can't afford them, mm. I, that's that's now okay. Either it's manipulation or whatever you want to call it, but the, it's not the script that's manipulative. It's the intention. So get clear about what your intention is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you struggle with selling, make sure that that any ideas that you have about that I'm going to sell something to this person, <clears throat> set those ideas aside, that this is so not about selling, but looking at it's just one more conversation in the service experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it, it supports and it complements any of the other conversations you've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that the intention is to serve. The intention could be to help. If that's too vague, you could say, I, it's apparent that my client is having a wonderful experience in my chair as I'm bringing them through the service process. So, you know, they, 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 they love their color. And they, I can, if you just kind of watch the client's face, they're, they're lighting up. They love what they see, that whatever it is, you know, I was creating on them, with them, for them. I could see that they were having the experience of their life and that the intention is I want to make sure that when my my client goes home and I'm Mm. not, A, I'm not doing it for them doing their hair, you know, putting it together for them, mm-hmm. nor, you know, uh, 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 I'm, 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 they're going to be on their own. I want to do, say, show, teach anything I can to them, a client so that when they go home, they can have a similar experience mm-hmm. working with their own hair that they had when I was working with their hair, because I know that then they're going to have fun I'm not going to get bummed out. They're not going to get freaked out. And so my coach drops that on me. And that was a really, really big light bulb moment mm-hmm. for me. And I remember saying to my coach, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I've never thought about it that way before. Right. And, and he said, now I know you're beginning to click. You're, you're, you're beginning to see the connection. So so he would call it, you know, what is, he wouldn't, first of all, he never used the word retail. Mm. He, he just, he just, it was just a, a word that was unnecessary is now it sounds like you're getting, you're, you're finding a, an honorable way, a, a, an integrative way of, of really talking about the product part of the experience. Yeah. And yeah. and so it was a language process, but it was a big, big, big moment for me. And as I became an educator, I I carried that along with me to because show me a hairdresser that struggles with this. Mm. And I, I, I will show you a hairdresser that's probably haven't gotten the intention behind the script figured out. You want your intention to be pure. Mm-hmm. You want your intention to be, you know, uh, helping um, rather than selling. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. I, I love, I love absolutely everything that you're saying. Um, and, and I think confidence 
too plays a ton into this. So how, how do you, or how did you, and how do you coach people on building the confidence to just do it on every single client? And, you know, when you get the no, it's okay, be confident enough to do it again. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a big, there's a whole bunch to what you just said to there. So I'm going to maybe unpack a piece or two about it around that somebody that um, uh, 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 hears any, any response that, that is, it has, it sounds to feel like no, um, is uh, it's, they're embarrassed by it or mm-hmm. they feel, you know, they don't know what to do, what to make of it. And so, you know, I remember, again, I was one of those people that um, I, I had a real need that my clients, A, liked me, they had regard for me, they had, and any time that it sounded like or felt like they didn't, I'd get scared. Mm. Now, I, I might not have been as conscious of it then as I am now, but sure. that was, in retrospect, that was the, that was the, you know, that, that yeah. was my dilemma. So, so there was a couple things that were shared with me that really made that, that helped, you know, they were light bulb moments. Yeah. One was Michael tr- pay real close attention that you're not overthinking this. Mm. As a matter of fact, my coach said, if you can, don't think about it at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what, what is, can they or can they not afford this? Do they look like they can afford it? Can't they look? Do they or do they not look interested? Mm-hmm. Does it look like or doesn't it look like they're going to say no? So I was in my head, I would call it, you know, what ifing it, second guessing the process. And, and, at, and at first I thought my coach was saying, don't think these thoughts, think these other, don't think positive, think, Oh, wait, don't think negative, <laughs> think, think positive. And I, it, that's not what he was saying. Sure. He, he was saying, don't think. Right. Like three of the most dangerous words you can say in this conversation is I've been thinking. Sure. Because you, you'll think, we think ourselves out of it. And I said, well, if you don't, if I can't think, what am I supposed to do? Show up. Mm. Uh, uh, you you know what your intention is. I I, I really want to do whatever I can do to um, ensure that my client's going to have an experience that's similar to the one they're having in real time, in actual time with me now. And that's I'm not going to go any further than that. And if if my client, uh, I'm going to leave it to life to, you know, my client's either going to go, oh great, or gee, I don't think so, or whatever it is. But I'll I'll cross that bridge when we're there. Sure. And 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 I found that just that helped. That was like st- don't think, serve. Just just can, you know I know what my role is, and that is to support, to teach, to encourage, to assure, and uh, the, let the process unfold. Yeah. And that was huge because I found that there were many many times where I was surprised by the result. Mm. So there, w- there was a time in my head, I would have bet anybody that my client was not going to be interested. They were going to say no. It was going to be embarrassing. And when I was able to just kind of 
table all that and not worry, not think if they could or they couldn't, but to show up and do my part. And that I also started believing that my my client has a right to know this. They have a right to oh, be, be, be right to be taught this. And if they're not interested, they'll tell me. Or I could say, if you would like, we have a couple of moments. I can turn you on to a couple of things that I do in the process that will go a long way to help you have as much fun mm. with your hair as you seeing me have fun with your hair. You, oh. you know, would you like me to, because I'd be more than happy. And the overwhelming majority, oh my God, are you kidding? Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I, because that's most, most people would say when I get home, it's scary because I can't come close. Sure. Well, to I doing mean, what I see you doing, you know? You're so right. I mean, I can't even count how many times I heard that from my clients before you know i if i could just take you home with me yes <laughs> no yeah 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 and so these are all indicators but i needed to be coached and mentored to stay out of my head yeah and when it came to because and when it came to there will be times when a client says no thank you or i you know for what you know there'd be some sort of no response i just i i learned early on two things one is we're both uncomfortable. Mm. So when a client refuses an offer, it they're not only uncomfortable, but they can they think I feel uncomfortable. So you got two people that mm. are uncomfortable because you know it, it, it. There was a no response. So I, I would my coach said first and foremost help them to feel comfortable about saying no to you. Mm. So this just and I said, well, what do you, what do I say? Just say something like, hey, no worries. I, I, you know, I'm gonna mar I'll mark down on uh, you know on in my journal that we had the conversation. Should you decide differently, uh, I want to really make sure that I remember that uh, on your next visit that we there were some things that we we covered. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, just saying that you could see, I could just see my, my client's shoulders dropping and it just kind of like it, it took the anxiety away. And I found that it went a long, long ways to take away any anxiety I had or my hurt feelings, taking it personal that, oh man, I, you know, I thought, you know, I thought you were going to say yes. And <laughs> you said, no, I'm yeah. embarrassed. And I wonder, you know, I wonder, don't you like me? I mean, it took all of that narrative out of my head that self-talk mm. oh I love that so I love this conversation so much because I feel like it's just you know I feel there's so much that goes into what we do what service providers do behind the chair and this is definitely another topic that that is in addition to, and we have a lot of things that we deal with behind the chair emotionally. And like we were talking about, it's just, um, a lot of, a lot of it is your mindset and the way that you talk to yourself too. So when 
you're learning like how to communicate with your clients and how, you know, you're first out there, you're first on the chair, you're learning how to communicate with the clients, you're building your confidence. And now we're adding on the next layer with retail. And, and there's just a lot of things you need to, you also are getting to know about yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, as you were talking, there was, I, you know, I'm from an era behind the chair that's a few eras ago, but as I continue to teach in the era that we're in now, I, I have never seen an era that was, that was so ideal for the conversation that you and I are having now around the product part mm. of the process. So you, you, you just look at, you know, one of the words I hear a lot as of late is transformational looks. Mm. Uh, you know, modern color, uh, vivids on one end to balayage, foilage, blonding on the other. And th those, those services, first of all, those looks mm. and those services not long ago were non-existent. Mm. And, and now it's very much part of new normal. And when you really start understanding the process that that stylists, in, in, you know, bring their clients hair through to get those looks and the services that it takes, you're taking the hair to p places that we, we never took the hair before. I mean, mm -hmm. when you start talking blonding, foilage, vivid, and you're lifting to the degree, and now we're using very, uh, you know, very higher end, uh, restorative, we used to call them conditioning treatments. Now they're, they're just mm -hmm. treatments mm -hmm. that, and, and the investment yeah. that a client is making to have those looks. Uh, and, and you look now at the technology put into the products that had to be put into them to really support the hair after being taken, you know, the, the condition of the taking to the extreme, the, mm. the product part has never been as big mm. as it is today. So I, I would feel like I was being a profound disservice if, if a client was, you know, into well into three, a three figure investment. And we took the hair to the place that we took the hair to not have a conversation about a heads up conversation about really, you know, being mindful of what you're using, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever that is, to feed your hair, cleanse your hair, restore your hair, because if, if that loose end isn't tied down, you, you're just, you're, your hair doesn't deserve that. Yeah. I, you know, I talk about that, your hair is having an an experience, and when you can see that the experience your hair is having, you're going to have a likely experience. When your hair is happy, you're happy, right? <laughs> so, and that that's not a sales technique. I mean, that's no. very, 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 very real. So, part of integrity is now is the product more now than ever before is part of the experience, um. and 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 that's going to go a long way. So that a week, two weeks, three, four weeks from now our clients more now than ever before 
are going to have the experience that they're having on the day they leave because we've got, you know, product with technology that supports that. So, you know, I, we could continue to talk about this forever, but I, the, the, the bottom line, Ashley, is that um, if a stylist today feels awkward, creepy, uh, fearful about this, I, I would say continue to give yourself the opportunity to be on the receiving end of conversations like this, because really we're, for someone to be scared today about it, they're hallucinating and they, they, they really wanna be guided through the process so that that's not an issue anymore. That would be a terrible experience to have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love this conversation. Oh my gosh. I mean, what you're saying is so true and what's happening out there. I, I see it with our, our stylists right now. I mean, they are like doing multiple steps on, yes. on hair right now. And it's absolutely beautiful work that is coming out. And you nailed it when you said you're doing the hair a disservice. You're doing them a disservice just, just for not even saying, you know, um, just giving them the information. This is, you said, this is what, you know, you're just telling them and educating them. This is what you need to continue the, the look that we created here today, which is amazing. Oh. You're so, I mean, it, the ticket prices are so big right now. I mean, they need Yeah, that. yeah. right. And, and so whatever, whatever investment a client would need to make on top of that ticket investment is going to be a, 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 a very, very, very solid investment. I'm hearing language today, you know, we're, we're not just painting hair, but I hear words like hand painting. I hear, we're not even referring to the hair as mm -hmm. hair anymore. It's canvas. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and that, that every time a, a hairdresser has a client that's in that that's interested in some form of transformational color it's an opportunity for the hairdresser to make a very big personal artistic expression it's almost as if you know tattooing has become is really a big part of the new normal i i think when i look at Bali uh, hand painting hair or vivid putting you know vivid color in, we're tattooing hair mm. and, and 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 you know uh, 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 it, how a tattoo artist mm -hmm. takes it's very and they they're putting their their signature on it it's oh. it's a creation every every tattoo is its own creation by the artist i'm seeing that with hairdressers now more than ever before. And part of the signature, if you will, mm. is just as much of the product because you, you, the tattoo artist is saying, I, I want this looking wonderful when you leave, but I, I want it to be looking as wonderful, you know, right. in the future. So, so, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a very different consciousness today. Um, and I think it, it serves the conversation that we're having now. Oh, it's so good. Thank you so much. This is so good. Like, I mean, I feel like this is going to help so many people just kind of shift their minds a little bit in thinking about really the full service. Yes. Yeah. Well, if what happens to people that will be listening to the bot podcast, uh, it, what happens to the people that we coach happens to the people that are listening to this podcast. And, and they really take even a little bit of it to heart. 
and 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 try this, I think they're going to be surprised. Yeah. By the experience that oh my god, this is this is big. The the last thing I want to say is I call it the truth test. Mm. And because there are some stylists that show up for this conversation and and there it's there's so much resistance to it because it involves more money or whatever that they 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 have what I would call and and I can relate to it because I struggle with it called odd odd they're very odd and <laughs> odd means oppositional defiant disorder mm. that that I'm I'm going to oppose this idea and 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 be defined against it uh just because i love the energy of disagreeing and and mm. putting it you know and it just it, it's like uh you can get very stubborn about it mm-hmm. and and what i've said to people is well give it the truth test because my coach that's my coach dropped that on me michael give it the truth test and i said so like what's that and he said as you as you listen to me coaching you if you can in, imagine that you're on the other side of this and you ask yourself the question, if what I'm being told right now, if that really is the truth and I was able to get a little bit more skillful and, and open about using the truth as my conversation and it worked, would I be better off than I am now? In other words, would I feel better might I have a better number, a retail number? Would I could get closer to my goal? And if the answer to the question is yes, I'm not asking you to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not asking you to sign on. What I'm asking you to do is then go out and test the truth. Test it. Mm, I love test that. it for a, a week or test it for five clients. Go into the conversation to really, I want to test this so that I can see or hear or feel for myself if this is true. But I'm going to go in it full on. I'm not going to go in skeptical. I'm going to go in. I don't want to go in agreeing, but I don't want to go in disagreeing. I'm just going to have an open mind and give it my best shot. And then if it's really the truth, you've heard the adage, if it's the truth, it'll set you free. Oh, I love that. Right. And, and the free is free of the fear, free of it feels creepy, free of I take it personal mm-hmm. when people say no. If it's really the truth, it'll set you free. And if, and, yeah. and if it's not, you can always go back to, you 